And then I 100% really agree and appreciate how the bike bus movement has really put urgency and it's actually putting urgency on like, well, what if this young person could now ride their bicycle on their own to their own school without the bike bus? Hey everyone, welcome to the Active Towns channel. My name is John Simmerman and that is Joshua Funches with the National Youth Bike Council and the Youth Bike Summit. Uh, we're going to be talking about the upcoming bike summit that is going to be coming up in June and uh, background information on the National Youth Bike Council. So without further ado, let's hear from Joshua. Joshua, thank you so much for joining me on the Active Towns podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, John. It's really great to be here. Hey, take a moment and just uh, share with the audience, who is Joshua? Hello, everyone. My name is Joshua. I'm currently a software engineer by day, and at night, I lead a very crucial movement called the National Bike Council. Philadelphia is my home, and I would have to say that you know I've definitely been blessed to travel from all the different locations that I've been, but I started you know getting very involved with Bicycle Lane uh, at an organization called Neighborhood Bike Works in Philly in 2013. Fantastic. That's great. And, uh, and and I got to meet you in person recently because you're, uh, are you currently in Austin, Texas? I am currently in Austin, Texas. I just made the move like a little while ago. Like an Oh, October. fantastic. Well, what, pro what prompted the move? Um, actually, so I was looking to get involved in bicycling in a different scene, but also just trying to get involved in like a new city, explore a little bit more. And then, as I said, I travel a little bit. Once you start traveling, you see some things, you're just like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I have to keep looking for more. And so I just kept looking yeah. for something different. And I, I came here once actually for the National Youth Bike Council to do some work and just kind of fell in love with Austin. I was like, I have to explore a little bit more. Plus, I, yeah. I love the weather. Well, that's that's so cool. It, it surprised the heck out of me. I mean, you and I have been uh, emailing back and forth uh, over the past, oh, basically year. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, trying to schedule this. And we, we finally came down to this particular date. And, and today's date is uh, November 15th. This is actually going to air uh, in January. So we're holding this, uh, you know, off a little bit and bringing, rolling it out uh, in the new year. But uh, yeah, I was kind of blown away. It's like you had mentioned, oh, by the way, I'm in Austin now. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know you were in Austin. Someone told me that, oh, like, you know, the, the, the active podcast, man. I was like, oh, you're talking about John. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's in Austin. I was like, really? I said, I think I really chose one of the best cities to come to to like, you know, explore. And so you did. To you did. And I, and I owe you uh, a bike tour. I owe you a, a tour to be able to get out and show you some of the Dutch inspired uh, bicycle network that uh, the city of Austin is building. Uh, it's one of the th key things that I try to do is celebrate the wins that are happening uh, in cities around the globe. And uh, it's wonderful to be able to have this opportunity to live in a city that's really committed to building out the all ages and abilities, a uh, high comfort bicycle network. So yeah, we'll definitely uh, make that happen sooner rather than later now that you're here in yeah. town. Hey everyone, John here, just jumping in to let you know that I did get together with Joshua in mid-December for a little bike tour of some of the Austin bike infrastructure. And those videos are out on the YouTube channel now. So head on over to the Active Town channel and check them out. So let's do this. Let's let's take the, the, the calendar back a little bit and talk a little bit about the Youth Bike Summit and, uh, and, and the, the council, too. So what's really the, the history to, you know, this movement and, uh, and, and the group coming together? Yeah, well, um, this photo actually that we're looking at right here, this is a while, while back. I can't even remember who took that photo actually of me, but this was the youth council at Neighborhood Bike Works. I mentioned that that's kind of where I started. And a lot of this is like, you know, going to be from my perspective, but like every single person on this council kind of had like a different role and we were all involved, but this was actually not the original group. The original group was actually four people um, and we were all on, I think, what Neighborhood Bike Works called like their race team. Um, but they said to us one year, like, hey, we're going to this event called the Youth Bike Summit and you can come too. And I was like, all right, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea though. Like, I'm, and so I'm, when I'm, you mean the bike summit, you literally mean like the bike summit that the League of American Bicyclists does in Washington, D.C. in March, right? Actually, I meant the Youth Bike Summit, actually. Oh, um, the Youth Bike Summit. So there was already a Youth Bike Summit. Ah, okay. It, yeah, it has a really interesting history because the Youth Bike Summit was already going on since 2011. But they okay. didn't, I didn't get involved into bicycling like 
until 2013. And then I think it was in 2015 that they were like, they just decided to create this youth council program and Uh, they invited four people. And like the stipulation of going was that we had to join youth council after we came back, you know, we had to go, you know, collect some information for, you know, we can bring back to like our neighborhood. Like, what are some things we want to see here that we didn't, that we don't have or something like that. And that's kind of how it got started. I think this edition that we're looking at right here is probably maybe the second or third edition of youth council. Okay. Uh, maybe 2016, um, when we had like, you know, a few members, I think we even grew, but yeah, this is, this is kind of how it all got started. Yeah. Um, and Fantastic. even after that too, yeah. like, and this is the, and this is the neighborhood bike shop. This is the bike shop. Um, this is the old bike shop. Actually, it used to be in a basement of a church. Uh, this group, what you're looking at right here, they got like special uh, shirts. They were black instead of like the yellow version. The black one kind of means that you went through like an advanced bicycle mechanics. Um, and so I think I was like a youth council member helping them go through their advanced mechanic experience. So I was wearing the shirt the whole time, them knowing that, hey, one day they're going to get that shirt. So I was really got neat. it. Got it. Fantastic. That's great. And so part of the that the original oh yeah here's the here's the uh, the black shirts this is probably the, yeah this one right here i was like how many people one two three four five six seven about seven council members that was probably one of the most times where we had like the most amount of people it was it was really nice yeah and all of them are actually not even in that photo yeah wow wow fantastic and uh and this is a, a approximately what year do you think probably 17 okay um, I could be wrong, but you can see some of us are wearing like two O shirts. The neighborhood bikers, I think, was like celebrating the anniversary or something like that. I can't remember what it was, though. Yeah. And all pretty much, uh, you know, these shots are all sort of in the Philadelphia area? Yeah, all of them are in the Philadelphia area. This was actually right outside the new shop that Neighborhood Bike Works is currently in right now, um, where they opened it up and then we kind of like thrived in that new area thinking like, oh, like now we can do this with youth council. Now we can do that with youth council. It was, it was kind of like an open book, um, you know, scrappy. We we're just kind of doing whatever we thought would make sense for the young people. This is us having a bit of too much fun. Obviously, I cannot remember who took that photo. <laughs> but it's a great shot. <laughs> yeah. This is in Philadelphia as well. You know, I guess if anyone in the comment section knows where that is, that'd be really funny. Um, and this, uh, yeah, these are some of the other council members that weren't included in the original one. But we like, you know, we grew, we you know, went down a little bit, grew, but you'll see like there's a common thing. Some folks kind of sticking around the whole time. But it was it was definitely a good experience. I think this is kind of where I learned the majority of like my own leadership and how I figured out that like, you know, I enjoy bicycles and kind of the community that they created around the folks that I got a chance to meet and all of our different interests and stuff like that and where we all came from. And this photo actually is from one of the youth bike summits that we got a chance to go to. So as you can see, like every year, the first group of youth council member went. And then every single year after that, it was just kind of the council members that went. And sometimes we bring in new people that are not a part of the council to see if they'd like to be a part of the council, but also go to this super fun event. So it's like a really great trade-off. You know, you get more youth leaders, but then you also bring them around a bunch of other youth leaders who are already actively in a specific movement. It was, it was really neat. And then I don't know why I had this little lights on my head <laughs> oh that's good yeah that's it's a good look yeah absolutely that's a good look fantastic oh yeah this is another another great photo we're all actively going back home okay uh after having attended the flex i think and if if i would even remember which years these was i know this was in minnesota at okay. least Wow, um, which was okay. a very um, interesting time these like some kind of pops from different city to different cities yeah. so it's been in minnesota that's where I've traveled with neighborhood bike works. It's been in Washington. I traveled okay. there for the first time with them, Seattle, uh, and then went to DC, New York, but I didn't go to the one in Atlanta, but it's been in Atlanta Okay. as well. Fantastic. But this photo right here is probably 2017. Um, and this was the year that the council kind of came into play for a long time. I was on the youth, but you know, the youth council, I neighborhood bike works, but then a year after that, in 2016, we started piloting this idea of like, what if we have like all these different youth groups that are coming together, um, come together and kind of be a thing without the adults. And so you'll see that the individual standing to my left is actually, if you can identify who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the individual right, to my right, left, right there yeah. <laughs> in <Yeah>. the middle. 
<laughs> yeah, this is a really interesting photo, actually. Yeah. But the one to my left is actually not even from the neighborhood bike works youth council. Um, they're from a different council in Seattle for, called Bike Works. Uh, it's a okay. youth. It's an organization called Bike Works, and he was on their you know yak at the time. Um, and so this is like the original group that where we just started as like a group chat. Yeah. Um, and I think it turned into like an emailing list and then it was turned into like some monthly calls and then it just kept evolving from there. Fantastic. That's awesome. So, you know, we started well, to dressed up to too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So actually I should have included the photo too. Um, there was a, I think her name was Jeanette. Um, but we started being a little pesky cause we want, we're kind of curious about like, what is the space really involved and stuff like that. So we decided to get dressed one day in Philly. This is myself and this is Joe. Um, and we just decided to go out to like one of these events where they're kind of having like, you know, petitions being signed and stuff like that. We weren't really, we were kind of like just in the neighborhood bike works bubble. We didn't really do like, you know, general city advocacy. So we just started getting a little, you know, start asking some questions and started going out to some of these events and we got all dressed up because we kind of thought that's what you do. Um, but I'm so glad that the Wessel community is way more relaxed than we originally thought <laughs> from the outside coming in. So this is kind of like how we envisioned what we were walking into. And I think it was about like just getting more bike lanes in on specific streets. I think the organization was called Otis. Um, and they were giving different designs in this little area that we went to. And a bunch of people just walking around, looking at the designs, either signing the name on a petition or just being informed. And it was a nice, nice time. And folks kind of just looked at us and they were like, wow, they're here and they're all dressed up. Like, this is so amazing. We need more of this. And it was kind of in that moment that, you know, I was in Philadelphia doing like National Youth Bike Council, just kind of trying to be like the youth voice that we thought we could be and it was like one of the moments that we really also saw once again where someone was like wow we need more of this and i was like exactly I, yeah i know we do but i didn't know it was needed that much it was kind of like we were like mini celebrities walking around the you know the area as we were kind of like looking at different things people want to hand us all these different things and talk to us and you know, I think we even got some pictures taken with people and stuff like that it was kind of uh interesting but at the same time i i felt once again, the same thing that I felt kind of at the bike summit that like there's a need for more youth representation um, in an organized fashion, like in a way organized fashion to getting young people involved. People love to see it. The only other person that was there that was a young person was a child. And they were, uh, let me specify that, they were probably two years old or three years old uh, kind of with their mom. But other than that, there was no other young people at that event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, I've actually interviewed uh, past guests on the podcast who have even, uh, you know, proposed that we need to engage children uh, from the very young to the teenage years in really street design and city design. Because when we think of it, you know, so much of our built environment, our neighborhoods, our communities, um, you know, have isolated children. And, and so it, it's like, you know, yeah, I can totally see where people are like, oh, we're so delighted you're here. What do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, isolated is an understatement, um, but I 100% agree that there needs to be something more formalized. Like we have lots of uh, systems for children nowadays, and I just don't see enough systems in reference to getting young people involved in, you know, youth bike advocacy or just advocacy in general, urban planning and stuff like that. Like you kind of just, a lot of the folks you talk to, they might just fall into it, if that makes sense. You know, they kind of just discovered it or like, oh, I knew I wanted to do this, but I didn't really know what it was called. And maybe I went to college or something like that. Um, but imagine like how many more things could, like how many more opportunities and, you know, pathways we can kind of carve out if we, if we start focusing on that. Well, and, and also being able to, you know, if we are able to create a community, you know, earlier I referenced the the, the cycle network here in Austin as being an all ages and abilities uh, cycle network, you know, safe and inviting for everyone. Suddenly, if you're able to actually achieve that as a city, as a community, you can start mm -hmm. to empower children to be more free range kids. And, and with the, the bike, you know, the bike is that freedom machine of being able to, to, to get around the neighborhood, to go out with friends, to do stuff. And suddenly you're able as, as a youth to be able to start developing, you know, critical socialization skills and navigation skills and all of these sorts of things. So that's part of the, that this movement to try to create uh, truly all ages and abilities uh, facilities that are inviting and welcoming for everyone. 
But I mean, I definitely agree. And I think that like, what do they call that? The eight to 80? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It ba- basically, it's everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And don't even put a, a barrier on eight or 80, you know, even younger and even older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think that like, um, what do they say? Like it takes a village, you know? Um, but I mean, I personally feel like this village hasn't yet seen like what we're losing by not including strategically and through systems young people like think about it young people could be like the next greatest urban designers the planners like if we specifically see things that we don't like in today's world there's no better people to tell than the young people you know who actively are involved or are kind of growing up in this particular reality and might not understand that there are options there are alternatives there are other things that exist and i think that like giving the control to young people through in that way is a very important thing to do. And we're missing out on opportunity every day by not specifically, you know, making sure that young people are involved. I just think that that's bonkers to me. That's crazy. It baffles me. Um, like we're not taking yeah, advantage I mean, of this specific it, it, place. Exactly. And, and Tim Gill, the author that, uh, that I, one of the authors that I interviewed that talks about this, he says, imagine, you know, what it's like to be, you know, a child who's, you know, what, you know, three or, you know, four feet tall and seeing the world from that perspective. It's a completely different visualization. It's a completely different experience. And so being able to see the world through the eyes of a child, you're able to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just just imagine, you know, kneeling down on your knees and then trying to get around and navigate the world. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's a lot different down here. <laughs> so there's yeah. many, different par- <laughs> many different paradigms that kind of come out when you start to take into consideration and take seriously. And as, to your point, systematically including children and youth in being able to help design a city that is truly welcoming for everybody. There was actually one group I talked to, and they weren't from the U.S., uh, but I think it's like one of the privileges of doing work with the National Bike Council. Like I get a chance to meet really great people, lots of people from different locations, different areas. You know, I started in Philly, but now it's everywhere. And they did an idea where they took a – I mean, I don't remember how much funding it required, but they took a course. They taught teachers in different schools how to teach the course to students over the course of maybe I think eight weeks, it, it was a class inside of the school where students were looking at their school. And I think maybe they did like 18 schools or something like that. They looked at these stu- these schools would look at their you know environment and students would offer suggestions based on the things that they learned through the course. And before the eight weeks is over, they were basically doing an assessment. Like they did a little education and assessment and then like, uh, hey, can we actually do this thing? And I think it wasn't until the end that the students got a chance, some of them got a chance to show, uh, organize like legislation, legislators and could say something like, this is kind of what we want. And they might do a presentation. Um, one thing that the organizer of this told me was that they were surprised at how accurate students were able to propose suggestions for their own school, which I mean, should not sound surprising, but they were surprised that like, you shouldn't really underestimate what kind of solutions students come up with. And then some of the schools actually even got a chance to implement the solutions that they were suggesting, which I thought was even more awesome, even more awesome. Like not only did they get engaged, but they were informed. And then on top of that, they were making change to their community like that. Now that school can then see that specific thing being like, oh, I remember when I was in school, I did this for my school. Or like, this is kind of what our grade did for you know our school or something like that. That's a very, that's one great example of how to properly involve young people and then also give them the exposure to something that they need. Right. Okay. Uh, th- uh, on the parting shot here, what's, uh, what's the story behind this big group? So this was at the Youth Bike Summit and kind of, again, like, you know, we kind of had the autonomy to make a decision. And so we said, Hey, what if at one of these youth bike summits, like the national Youth bike council, cause we were, you know, piling the idea for a few years, this was 2019. Um, and we said, what if we take our first youth only photo? Because at all the previous summits, they never took a youth-only photo. So we were like, hey, we're going to have this place called like a youth-only space. And at first, folks were kind of like, you know, oh, wow, you know, should we do that? Like only young people kind of thing. But we made it super simple um, given the space and time that we had. And we played this game uh, where you like, took like the ball of yarn and throw it to one other person. 
and whoever catches it, you know, the two people have to kind of like, you know, find a similarity between each other, throw it, like, you know, it's a really, it's a really neat game. Um, so this ended up being the first youth only photo that uh, the Youth Bike Summit had. And then, you know, thank God, 2019, because in 2020, you know, things got done. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so let the youth run and then, you know, something like that will happen. Yeah. 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 That's, that's something. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously let's pull up the, uh, the website here for the, the, the youth bike summit. And, uh, so we've got, this is the landing page for the youth bike summit. And, um, so it's, it's back, it's coming in, in 2024. And, uh, I, l- let's play this video real quick. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, So let me turn the volume up just a little bit. Uh, I won't have the volume on full blast um, so that you can sort of give commentary to it as it's as it's rolling. So it's going to be Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. First time it's ever going to be coming to Pennsylvania. Okay. You know, I'm from Philly. I tried to make it come to Philly. I did my best. (laughs) So this is the best we could do. Um, But huge shout out to the youth organization that's uh, stepping up to run the Youth Bike Summit, Community Bike Works. Fantastic organization. I think they're doing really well as well. So huge shout out to them and the partners that helped create this video as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. Actually, I, I learned too that this area has uh, a lot to offer in reference to bicycling. They have like great trails. Um, they have a velodrome. And then I think they also have uh, the bicycle magazine folks out there. I'm probably missing a ton of people. Um, they have great mountain biking trails um, and great partners as well. Um, but we were like, you know, definitely have to bring it back. I think the thing that's um, interesting about the bike summit coming back is that you'll know that, like I mentioned, like, you know, I was a 10 youth bike summit as a youth council member from neighborhood bike works. And then one year we piloted this National Youth Bike Council. That's why you saw the shirts and we were just like, you know, we launched or something. And then now in 2024, I'm coming and I'm saying like, hey, you know, the National Youth Bike Council is running the 2024 Youth Bike Summit in partnership with Community Bike. I don't know if that evolution, like, yeah, strikes a chord, but like for me, I'm like, I couldn't be more ecstatic that like, this is the evolution of the Youth Bike Summit and this is kind of where this movement is going. Yeah. And so to, to your point, as you just mentioned, you know, at the bottom of this uh, page here, uh, you see the it's uh, the Youth Bike Summit led by the, the council. And here's the council landing page uh, that you have here. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the, the history behind the council and what you all are trying to do. And I guess one of the key things to anything that's like this where, you um, we, we age out, <laughs> you know, I was a member of 4-H and so, you know, growing up with 4-H, you know, eventually you, you outgrow 4-H, you get, you get older and you move on, et cetera. So part of what we, we saw as trying to keep the vibrancy to a movement like that, where eventually you get age limited is making sure that you have that constant flow of engagement of the next generation of kids coming in and, and, and populating that. Uh, so talk a little bit about the, the, the National Youth, Youth Bike Council and also, uh, you know, how you're able to keep, you know, fresh, fresh blood, as they say, coming in, you know, fresh bodies and, and, and uh, you know, keeping people, you know, kids engaged and youth engaged and involved. Yeah, I mean, well, you, we, we still have applications rolling. So if you'd ever want to apply, John, you know, we could always review it. <laughs> I'll just throw that up. <laughs> but um, I, I mentioned that, you know, I currently work in tech. Um, and tech is also another location where things are constantly evolving, constantly rotating, always. So I will say that change is nothing that we're not already used to, at least in a professional sense. So I also would argue that it should not be impossible to find some form of like, you know, system, program, whatever you want to call it, to also actively engage young people, even if it's, you know, you know, quickly evolving or young people are evolving, they come in at whatever, when they find the organization and then they, you know, kind of depart. Um, the council goes up to the age of 24. We adopted that from the Youth Bike Summit, so 24 and under, you know, that's who we accept, normally between 13 and 24. Um, we source a lot of our council members directly from the Youth Bike Summit, actually, because it's a very integral moment. It's like a really huge realization for any young person um, to get involved in that space. Uh, we also do it by recommendations and referrals. Um, so if you actually go scroll up a little bit, you'll see that um, 
on one of the tabs, if you go to about us and then council members, there's going to be like some alumni actually already listed. Um, some council members who, you know, didn't wait to the age out portion and they uh, kind of just moved on already. Yeah. So like all the way down as well, you'll see them. So how do we keep it? We normally store through Youth Bike Summit. Um, what do council members normally do? That's the one question we get a lot. Um, and I would have to say that like, since we first started, we've been always evolving. Like I think first we started doing like annual projects with, like I said, you know, it was a mailing list and then it was like a monthly call. We started doing annual projects everyone was a kind of a little bit different. And sometimes they'd be virtual, sometimes they'd be physical. We formalize a whole lot more and we're actively working on things like curating the Youth Bike Summit. So now future council members will probably just focus specifically on helping create that next really great Youth Bike Summit. And then council members that stick around will then have the opportunity to do things like um, work on maybe some of the blogs that we're working on recently or highlighting different youth groups that are existing, different organizations doing really great things for young people and so we have like a few groups kind of helping us out in different areas but i would say like just like technology we're constantly evolving and constantly putting out what we believe would be the best way to support young people and it's it's been a really interesting journey to discover like what we feel like from like our perspective would help our peers the most right right and I'm pausing here on the supporters list to to give a shout out, you know, to to those organizations and, and companies that are, that are helping support the uh, the group. And it looks like there's a show more uh, tab here, so even more uh, organizations and and groups that are out there. Uh, again, thank you so much to to any and all of the organizations that are helping uh, to backstop and, and, and really help support movements like is this, because as, as you can you know, attest to as the president of the, the National Youth Council, Bike Council, if you, didn't, if you don't have the support by organizations, it makes it that much more difficult. It really does make it that much more difficult. And I have to second that shout out, even to the partners as well. Like we have some really strong partners. They're all doing something very unique. It's just like our sponsors. It's, it's, it's been amazing. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. What have we not talked about yet that you think is really, really important, uh, that people understand about the youth bike summit, as well as the national youth bike council? I would say, well, there's, there's one part that I feel like young people kind of play a really great role in when it comes to supporting the bicycling movement. Um, and I would say that's kind of from the ide- ideology standpoint, like maybe if you're having ideas and stuff like that. But I would also kind of say from the community adoption standpoint as well. And it sounds kind of weird, but I mean, maybe at some point in your life, you've probably been called like a pesky or maybe uh, what's the word? Rebel, rebel, right? Maybe. And it's probably when you were younger, right? Because you were adopting some new idea or some new culture and you and everybody else was just doing that. It happens all the time now. I feel like there's so many exciting things that the bicycle has to offer still even today in its different you know, iterations um, or the different things in which we can engage in that young people can specifically help with. I say that because you know, when we talk about like, you know, I think a lot of folks in the transportation industry always say, if they build it, then people will come, right? Right, right. But with an asterisk, because like you could build it and someone could come, but maybe they could come mad or talking about all your, you know, not in my backyard type folks, they can come maybe confused as like, a, I, I like this, but I don't know what it is. Right. Kind of thing. And that's kind of where you step into your education. But well, and if no, I could interject, you know, that's, that's part of, uh, part of the challenge is that when cities take and communities take sort of a build it and they will come and then that's where they stop is just thinking, oh, we need to just build it. And that, that's the magic. And then wipe our hands of it. We're, now we're done. It's like, yeah, that, that's, that's only the start. A, you need to build the right it. It needs to be something that's truly welcoming to all ages and abilities. So the quality must be there. Attention to detail must be in there. And in addition to build it and they will come, it's, it's like build it and activate it and educate and promote and, you know, to, to address a lot of the confusions that you just outlined of, you know, okay, well, what is this <laughs> and how do I use it? It's like, it's, exactly. it's only the start of really, uh, of getting the infrastructure and the facilities down. You need to actually engage. And in fact, I would even go so far as to say that even before building it, it's like, have you enga- engaged the youth? You know, like we were talking about earlier, it's like, you know, it, it, because 
maybe they, they have a perspective like, oh, hey, yeah, this is great. I would love to be able to ride to school. But oh, by the way, the skate park and the bike park is over here. Are you guys mm-hmm. actually thinking about, you know, making that connection from the school over to the bike park? Because that's where we want to go after school. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I would say that young people are also very much like very early adopters of a lot of different things as well. So like, it's not like we're talking about something that is um, quote unquote new, like the bicycle isn't necessarily new, but a lot of the things that we have access to, like for example, the bike bus, that I would say like, let's, let's assume that that's kind of like a new thing, but that's a very great, that's another great example actually of ways to engage young people in urban planning indirectly. Um, exactly. Like right before their school, like they got a chance to see like something maybe they like or they don't like or something that would make it a little bit easier for them to get to school um, or just getting them involved in bicycle besides involving them in like a bicycle program at their school. So like with early adoption, I think that like when it comes to like getting the whole community involved, it's a, one of the perfect ways, even if it comes off kind of as rebelish, give it a few years. It's not yeah, going to yeah. be that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that about Bike Bus too, because Bike Bus is a great example of uh, of a software, an engagement activity that uh, you know that says, "Okay, hey, here's the deal. We're going to meet at such and such time. Uh, maybe it's every week. Maybe it's like uh, like you know, Coach Balto does, and at the Alameda uh, yeah, Elementary. Yeah, uh, shout out to to Sam there uh, in, in the Portland area, where every Wednesday they ride. You know, they ride to school." And what that does is it, it creates uh, safety in numbers and power in numbers. And to your point, it like sort of kind of engages, you know, the youth. But I think that also most equally as powerful, it engages and highlights to the parents that this is possible. And one of the things that, that, that I yeah. try to emphasize with Active Towns is that's great and Will it also increase the 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 freedom and the flexibility of the children moving forward? Or, you know, are they able to then maybe it's like, oh, this isn't scary anymore. I know how to do this. And it's like and I know a safe way for me to do this. And you start to see the numbers of of, you know, kids riding to school on a regular basis. And it's like, oh, cool. Well, if I can do this, maybe I can also ride to the bike park, you know, the skate park, you know, and it's like starting their world starts to, 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 you know, expand in terms of the possibilities. And, uh, there's an, I get, you know, just this huge joy in my neighborhood here, uh, near Zilker park of being able to see little bands of kids roaming around the neighborhood doing, you know, going to their friend's house and playing and, and, you know, going to the park and going down to Barton Springs pool. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what we're talking about. We we want to be able to engage kids so that they can, you know, have that uh, that free range kid sort of experience, which is incredibly helpful helpful from a development standpoint and the autonomy as well. Like, I think that's exactly kind of what we like. I've I've come across interesting stories. You know, different folks kind of have like their own reason why. Like, they feel like the bicycle is just like something much more preferable for them in their life, and that like when we think about engaging them first, like if you think about it like a flow or a system, we don't have no real great flow <laughs> or a really great system for ways to engage young people and keep them involved. Um, where if we want to compare it against anything else, whether it's like another sport or a career, there are very like, you know, linear flows that kind of just exist. I feel like there's a flow that really does need to be created. I think that's also kind of why the council continuously, you know, has like its different iterations as we continue to evolve because we're realizing like, these are the places in where we should be part of that flow. And then these are the places in where we should empower other people to be the best part of themselves so they can be involved in that flow as well. Knowing like this is kind of where our strengths are and this is where we need to empower others. Specifically empower young people themselves to be able to also be a part of the solution. <laughs> if that makes sense. I feel like you bike someone has been great for us to be empowered and now we're turning around and being like, all right, now how can we empower other young people to be part of the solution as well. Because if you imagine like a young person maybe starting like, oh yeah, I was like a part of this bike bus and I started leading the bike bus every now and then, blah, blah, blah. Like on one day that maybe our coach did it and it was a huge success. And then one day maybe they come, I don't know, like let's say to the, to like a youth bike summit, discover like, oh wow, this doesn't just happen in my neighborhood. This happens almost everywhere. This is great. First of all, that'd be really great. Um, but then they also maybe come back maybe the next year and they speak about their success and inspire other young people to do the same thing. 
um, then you wouldn't necessarily need to, you know, have so much uh, pressure on teachers to specifically start bike buses. Students themselves would be starting bike buses, and that would be such a great thing to have because then those students with those skills can then use that for anything else that they would like to use it for. Yeah, I I love that example too because, and that's one of the things that uh, that Sam Coach Balto uh, talks about is that it's not sustainable if we're looking at you know, always relying on, uh, either teachers or volunteer parents, et cetera. We need to get this to a point where a, we're building uh, a safer infrastructure so that, that we can have free range kids. And we can also be able to build that leadership that, that sort of state takes place where some of the, the, the older kids are able to help coach and, and bring along and, and make it something that's more sustainable from the standpoint of, yeah, they, they can handle this on their own too. Uh, and, and so I think that that's one of the, the most important things that I hope will come out of the bike bus movement is really leveraging and putting some, um, a sense of urgency behind the transformation of, you know, those routes to school to truly be safe and inviting and being able to empower kids to be able to eventually, once the parents are able to feel like, okay, this is good. They, they, they can make it there. And you know what? I'm not worrying as much anymore. And once they yeah. develop the skills too, the bike handling skills, and you can know, they know how to do it safely, et cetera. It, it's like, it, there's nothing better than, you know, that sense of, oh yeah, they've got this, you know, they're, they're, they're maturing and they're, they have the self-confidence and the self-efficacy to actually be able to accomplish getting around their neighborhood. I can't remember where I seen it, but like, and I might have also promoted it too. But uh, shout out to the Bergen bike bus as well. I've, I went, I got a chance to go on that one with Emily. Stutt. Uh, she's a very which, by teacher. the way, that's how we got connected. Emily, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. She connected us, and I think we started having the conversation a little while ago. But um, Emily, they have like, I think at the time that I wrote, there was like a three-year-old that was riding their bicycle, and like they just looked like the cutest little thing ever. And I think that like when it comes to parents, you know, like we're worried about like, you know, trusting, like can it be possible? Like, I think they were doing a pretty good job of talking about how that like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like all, all young people can ride bicycles and like this, if you do it right, will have the, you know, right uh, implications on young people. And then I 100% really agree and appreciate how the bike bus movement has really put urgency and it's actually putting urgency on like, well, what if this young person could now ride their bicycle on their own to their own school without the bike bus. Like that is something that I 100% appreciate, but not forgetting that like, if you think about it, as we're pushing the bike bus, there's gonna be more young folks actively involved in bicycling. And that opens up, if you ask me, like career opportunities and a lot of other opportunities. And so now we're seeing a push of like urgency with like infrastructure, but we should also be seeing a push of urgency with like, what do we do with all this potential youth energy? And we cannot, Forget about that, because if we forget about that, we're kind of just falling right back onto the pro- where everything kind of started. I'll ask you, for example, like if you think about like where a young person that's interested in bicycling specifically, you know, they want to do something in the bicycle space, like where do they go? What do they do? There's a lot of different answers, but like, do we have like a, a mainstream answer? We don't, <laughs> but we kind of need one. And the only mainstream answer that I can think of is maybe go race bicycles, because that's the first thing someone might think like, oh, go race a bike. You like bikes so much, go race. But it's not the only thing that exists. Yeah, I mean, and, and one of the nice things about uh, a place like Austin is, and similar to, uh, I think, in Philadelphia, too, is there there are some rich programs that uh, are out there uh, that, you know, like the Yellow Bike program here in, in, in Austin, uh, which is a, a place where uh, members of the community, including the youth, can learn how to become a bike mechanic. And you can actually earn a bike there too. So you, if you have somebody who is, uh, can't afford to purchase their own bike, they can actually go uh, and volunteer at, the, at the, the Yellow Bike Program and be able to learn how to build a bike and how to become a bike mechanic, but they can also uh, earn a bike while, while there. And, and, and it's one of those places where awesome. there's, 
Yeah. We, and it's one of those places where you can do like a Franken bike too. So, you know, cause they've got all the bike parts everywhere. And, uh, and so literally, you know, a kid could, you know, like learn how to build a bike and they could be like, Ooh, I want that frame up there. And I want those windows or those wheels over there. And Ooh, I love these pedals, <laughs> you know, and they can actually create their own bike. So, yeah, I, I totally get that too. And, and also, you know, part of what cities can be doing too is thinking about, uh, you know, do we have, you know, fun places where, you know, kids can ride their bike, you know, fun and safe places where they can do it. Uh, the Ninth Street uh, Bike Park, which is, you know, a world famous uh, bike park here in Austin, Texas, uh, is is a place where, you know, it's well known on, on, on YouTube because it's where, you know, some, well, some I didn't kids... Even know that actually. Yeah, it's well known. Uh, you know, a lot of the kids, you know, are, you know, have learned how to ride and then eventually went on to the X Games to, you know, uh, to be participating and getting huge aerials and all this kind of cool stuff. Uh, and then, you know, like out in the Miller neighborhood, they just built a, a new uh, skate park slash bike park. Um, I heard. Just a few blocks away from a brand new middle school uh, that's been built. And the middle school and the bike park are accessible through uh, protected bikeways. And so, uh, you know, these are the types of things that we're talking about. In my vernacular, I consider them uh, safe and inviting activity assets. They're assets within our built environment that encourage all ages and abilities to be able to get some activity in. And like I said, build out, you know, sort of burn off some of that active energy that they have and and also be able to work on those socialization skills. Maybe they're meeting other kids from other neighborhoods, uh, you know, that they don't already go to school with and they can come together with a commonality. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I see you have our uh, our ex upper Twitter up here. So we have your ex uh, Twitter uh, National Youth Bike Council. There's also uh, an ex slash Twitter uh, page uh, for the the Bike Summit as well, uh, and it seems like you're pretty active out here on on uh, on on X on Twitter. And uh, yep, there's Sam Balto right there. We got that retweet yeah. just an hour ago on that. And um, you know this is a, this is a huge thing. One of the the comments that's that's highlighted right here is that yeah, black and brown youth would benefit from this so much as well. And that's one of the biggest challenges that we have had historically within the bicycle advocacy movement is it's just like, it's oh so white. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that's a, that's a travesty because, you know, what we really see is that level of empowerment when we are able to get more people of color engaged in riding bicycles and the things that you you mentioned it earlier the things that are the possibilities could be potential careers it could be this it could be that uh talk a little bit about that because i think that's a huge huge um achilles heel that we have within the bicycle movement not just in north america even globally uh so talk about it from your perspective because you've been engaged in this since you were like Yay, yay tall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you can kind of already see me making some faces because I'm like, the solution, is, if you ask me if, if I'm if I'm kind of thinking about it, I'm thinking about it kind of like a problem solution standpoint. Like, I know there's definitely a solution for it. Um, I think the solution needs some refinement. But, it, you know, like I said, young people have lots of ideas. I think that we're kind of not leaning on the pull of like, this is how I would like to be engaged kind of thing. So, um, one time, I think I was at like a, a, a conference uh, and someone asked me, well, what do you do with Willie children or something like that or something like that? Because we were talking about like maybe like urban appeal, like the appeal of urban design. And they were like, well, what do you do about like the Willie children? And I was like, have you ever rode with the Willie children? Have you ever experienced what the Willie children experience? Have you ever talked to a Willie child? <laughs> like if you haven't done none of those, then you kind of don't understand what they would think and you could probably answer that question yourself like what about them you know you probably answer that yourself you might not be able to really but they wouldn't turn you away maybe they you know laugh at you a little bit but <laughs> it happens <laughs> so i think that and like, for those one, who may not and for those who may uh, not know uh what what the willie children are w describe that for the audience and, and keeping in mind that this really truly is an international audience so people are going to be tuning in watching and listening uh, from around the globe Mm, yeah, so Willie, um, we have like a, a huge culture here, actually a really huge culture in Philly, too, of, you know, taking your bicycle and lifting it up. 
uh, and just riding with it on one wheel for like the longest matter you can. Normally you can get pretty um, dangerous where maybe like you're swerving or something like that out in the street into any form of traffic or whatever. Uh, I think, I don't remember if in Philly they actually did that on the highway once. I think they did do it on highway once here in Philly. It was really crazy. It was, it was years ago. But yeah, that's that's kind of the, the that's the culture. That's the movement that has taken place. I always I always give the the props to that that uh, that uh, person. I almost said that kid because sometimes it's you know sometimes it's not a kid. Sometimes it's not a youth because ultimately it's a heck of a lot of fun. So you <laughs> even see some guys and go, wait a minute, you're about my age. What are you doing out there? <laughs> but you know, but they're out there. I give huge props to that that uh, that that individual that's out there and doesn't even have a front wheel. It's like, oh, oh you're yeah. really committed oh, to yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my, my, my answer or thought around like diversity around, I would say it kind of goes back to strategic or systematic approaches to engaging young people. I got involved through an after school program. And one of the reasons I love it so much is because I would argue that the school systems nowadays are kind of geared that like if you're in like a very predominantly black or brown school, for the most part, at least this is my experience odds are you're not going to be engaged in the bicycle program. Uh, a lot of the bicycle programs I've spoken to or talk with or engage with are not involved in black and brown schools. Um, but normally because some of those schools are in urban areas and urban schools are extremely hard to get a, you know, a program into. So I'm you know, not necessarily putting blame on anybody specifically, but I think that like thinking through different ways of reaching young people is worth the effort because I don't think the National Bike Council would have been started or the bike will be continuing post-pandemic, one, if the council didn't pick it up, or two, if the council didn't exist. And I think it's really great that, like, when we look at the diversity of the council so far, it's it's very diverse, like, because this is the environment that we came from, so this is the environment that we're building. And I think that, like, one short-term solution could potentially be, and I'm just throwing out ideas here, would be continuing to invest in, like, after-school programs because those don't have a limit on, they, they're kind of involved in the community and they already... Uh, reach those school those students after school. If you can't get it in the school, get, catch them in the after school program kind of thing. But I feel like more solutions like that um, would be worth thinking about. And then also just talking to the students themselves. I would put that first. You know, like talking to the you know the students or the folks you're trying to reach to reach first. Like how you know would you want to see this in school? Would you want to do this in school and stuff like that? It's always been very interesting to watch. But um, I think that's kind of how we're shooting ourselves in the foot by not involving more black and brown students and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I, I want to definitely give a shout out to, to the Yellow Bike uh, uh, pro project and the Yellow Bike program here uh, in Austin. They've done a fantastic job. As I said, you can, uh, you know, the it, members of the community can can learn how to build a bike and repair a bike and earn a bike. Uh, and it, it is a nonprofit community bike shop here in Austin, Texas, on the east side of town, um, with not not too terribly far from where we met up at the uh, uh, Rethink 35 rally um, th this past weekend. Uh, fantastic uh, initiative, fantastic program. Again, another one of those potential after school sort of engagement uh, opportunities, boom, right there. The other one I have to give a shout out to is the Jasalo Cycling Initiative uh, that also uh, operates out on the east side of town. They they actually uh, are on the east side of Austin as well as down in San Antonio with an express mission of working with schools that are traditionally or have been the black and brown schools and uh, are, are very much in need. And so they have bicycle education, uh, engagement activities. They also, you know, they're not just helping kids too. We don't see it in this particular photo, but they also work with uh, older adults uh, with the Golden Rollers program. And same thing, getting uh, individuals out on bikes and being able to engage. And so I, I think that, yeah, there it is, Golden Rollers. Here's, here's, here's a shot here of that particular initiative. And they have a whole series of, of tricycles that help get, uh, you know, those you know, individuals that may not feel comfortable even balancing on a bike out, you know, riding again. And so really tremendous programs. And I think that these are the types of programs that communities around the globe can be benchmarking off of and thinking about of trying to engage, uh, you know, those uh, those communities, those traditionally underinvested in communities that are out there. 
Absolutely. I 100% agree. And thanks for the shout out. Also, um, I just want to say thank you too, as well, for having me on the podcast specifically, because I think that like advocacy and awareness is we still, we're still fighting a pretty hefty battle. Like even with our youth advocacy, we get pushed back every now and then there's lots of questions about who, you know, can young people really do this particular work? Um, you know, should we have faith in your particular solution? There's a lot of things like that still. So I appreciate, um, you know, having the opportunity to be on here. And I think that the advocacy is still very much needed in awareness around specifically having like, you know, government organizations all the way to maybe even folks in the industry find ways to strategically support, um, you know, youth serving organizations, um, which would be just like a win-win for them because, you know, more young people piped into loving bikes in the long run is just a, a great thing in general. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. To close this out here, um, so again, the, the Youth Bike Summit is coming once again. What are those dates again? Uh, June 14th to June 16th in 2024. In, in Lehigh Valley, uh, Pennsylvania. Congratulations of getting it uh, in, into the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I, I was up in that area not too terribly long ago. I had the honor of being the uh, keynote speaker at the Trails and Greenways uh, Summit for the state of Pennsylvania. And so got to rub shoulders with some folks uh, that were involved with building trails throughout the state of Pennsylvania, including in, in, in Philadelphia. So that was a heck of a lot of fun. So really enjoyed that. It was, it was the first time I'd ever visited Scranton, Pennsylvania too. So that was kind of cool. So good stuff. Yeah. It's another little major area. So my shout out would be, um, sign up for the Flex Summit newsletter and yeah. hopefully you get a chance to see you there as well. Fantastic. Joshua, thank you so much. It has been an absolute joy and pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, John. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Joshua about the National Youth Bike Council and the Youth Bike Summit. Uh, and if you did, please give it a thumbs up, leave a comment down below and share it with a friend. And if you haven't done so already, I'd be honored to have you subscribe to the channel. Just click on that subscription button down below. And if you're enjoying this content that I'm creating, please consider supporting my efforts out on Patreon. You can become one of the Active Towns ambassadors and have access to all this content uh, ad-free and and early. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to me. And until next time, this is John signing off by wishing you much activity, health, and happiness. Cheers. And again, sending a huge thank you out to all my Active Towns ambassadors supporting the channel on Patreon, Buy Me A Coffee, YouTube Super Thanks, as well as making contributions to the nonprofit and purchasing things from the Active Towns store. Every little bit adds up and it's much appreciated. Thank you all so much.